Hi, and welcome to the Online Education Pod, a podcast produced by Suma. I'm Alex, your host. In this week's episode, Martin Ray is visiting us to talk about an article he wrote a couple of months ago about digital platforms. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. So, Doug, it's time to roll the jingle. Yes, boss. After um, ten minutes of uh, technical problems, we found out it was my my fault. I'm sorry for that. No worries. That that's what happened when uh, when Doug, our um, uh, head of podcast production, is not attending the meeting. This is what he does in behind everything. But no now I I need to uh, manage that as well. Finally, we have this episode. How are you, Martin? I'm pretty good. Uh, starting to get a little bit colder here now in uh, where I am at, but uh, that's just fine, I think. Yeah. And yesterday we met uh, physically to play some cub. We did with, with our colleagues. How did it go? Uh, not that well. I think we, my team finished number three or four teams, so <laughs> wasn't dead last, but but not really anything to. Uh, you know, write home about. Yeah, very nice to see everyone. Yes, yes, even indeed. You... I mean, we've, we've been, uh, you know, working remotely or from home, all of us, for, gosh, year and a half now, right? So yeah. we, ha- we haven't that many uh, interactions. No, exactly. And uh, this episode, uh, we tried to schedule for a long time. And it's, uh, since you, you published an article in April, I believe, um, which says which says digital platforms how to choose what's best for your company yep and that's what we're going to talk a bit about today so we're going to link that in uh, in the description of this episode so everyone can read that article as well and we just try to deep uh, dive a bit a bit deeper into to this t- subject this time yeah but overall could you start explaining what a digital platform is um I mean, a digital uh, platform is really kind of all the digital infrastructure company has or builds to to you know really interact uh, between colleagues and with its customers. So it's things like the the web content management system, uh, marketing automation system, um, CRM systems, you know, customer support system. All of that, all of those different pieces that makes up a company's digital infrastructure really to facilitate commercial interactions. So could you give some examples of like brands? Um, I mean, on, on, on the highest level, you can, you can talk about uh, companies like, you know, Facebook or Google or, or, you know, Amazon and so on as being digital platforms, but, but really every company um, that is kind of interacting with customers, buying and, and selling stuff uh, online will have some sort of digital platform. Uh, and historically, the way to do that is either you, you can build it kind of piecemeal and, and kind of put a lot of different infrastructure together to, to kind of uh, internally uh, put some sort of best of breed platform together. Or increasingly, there's uh, different suppliers that are you know, aiming to kind of uh, supply a all-in-one platform. Um, so whether that's kind of the, the CMS providers uh, like EpiServer or Adobe or something like that, or 
companies coming from the customer relationship management side of things like like Salesforce or marketing automation side of things like HubSpot. They all are kind of aiming to to get to this one uh, all-encompassing platform to, to help companies build that you know digital platform that they need. Yeah, yeah. Because in the article you you wrote that most organizations today have a jigsaw puzzle of a disparate software. So could yeah. you just uh, explain a bit why it's like that today? Well, I mean, it's it's mostly because of historical reasons. I mean, if you, if you think about how most organizations, how most companies have built their their um, IT infrastructure, it, I mean, going all the way back, it started with all of a sudden people need uh, personal computers, right? So, so most IT organizations have started from the point of view uh, staff or employees need digital tools. Uh, we need to source those tools. Typically back in the day, if you go all the way back to, to the 90s, almost the 80s, it, that's hardware, right? You need the, the, the tools to do your digital work, as it were. And then eventually all, both those were networked. And so you need to kind of source uh, servers and connect those devices between the employees and then in by the late 90s uh, everyone needs a website so then you start building a website uh, and then you get more and more digital tools and then you get things like um, sales guys need crm tools uh, marketers need different marketing uh, digital marketing tools um, you know uh, and then you get like service people coming in and say we need some sort of digital service platforms so that's what happens over a long period of time. Um, most organizations have built from the inside out. You have a central kind of, let's call it an IT department, an IT team that has uh, on demand provided the organization what it needs in that point of time. And all of these different uh, departments or portions of the company have kind of demanded things in different uh, points in time. And therefore, there hasn't been a coherent kind of we are building a system that works together. It's more like we added pieces, therefore piecemeal, as needed. Yeah. Uh, and the result is that most organizations have this jigsaw puzzle of different uh, parts that doesn't really, was never meant to kind of work together. No. And is this uh, the main challenge that uh, digital platform companies trying to solve right now when they are? Yeah. I mean, as as most companies mature into kind of realizing that we need to facilitate um, sales digitally online, um, you start to think about it a little bit differently. So have we built systems or are we building systems just for our employees to be able to to, uh, complete a task? Or are we actually looking at it from the other point of view? If, If we're trying to create an ultimate customer experience, a customer journey, what kind of system do we need to build that? So it becomes very different depending on where you start in terms of what is your goal, what is it you're trying to accomplish. And more and more companies are coming to that realization, of course, that that we are seeing more and more business um, uh, transactions, communication, everything occurring online. And therefore, we need to have a system that that, um, optimizes towards that rather than from a kind of physical world where we just optimize for individual you know, departments or even individual employees. Yeah. So how, like if you're in a situation now as an organization having this jigsaw puzzle, what are the main challenges with uh, finding one digital platform, one solution? Well, it, it's, I mean, I, I say that you need to kind of consider uh, 
first off, who we are building the platform for. Because it, it, as I said, it becomes a different thing if you if you start from the point of view that we are. Let's take this example. Let's say that you're a company that that doesn't really interact with customers. You your main service might be some some technical service. Uh, you provide field service technicians uh, to do specific tasks. Right? Then you will build a, a IT infrastructure that that your end user is really your field technician in that scenario, right? So you want to build something that works really f- well for them, that makes sure that they can do their work uh, really well. However, for most organizations, the end user is really the, the customer or the prospective customer. So you're trying to build something that facilitates business and you need to think about it from that point of view. What is it that the customer wants, uh, needs, and how do I create an effortless way of interacting with my company and ultimately buy my products or services? Um, so, so that's kind of the first task in terms of figuring out who is it that I am building the, the platform for. Um, and I mean, from that, you can uh, start to say, okay, assuming then that it is really about, you know, building your business, scaling your business, uh, catering for your, your customers, then it becomes a question, how can I create an accurate to complete picture of my customers? The vast majority of companies today are, you know, both organizational and from a uh, technical perspective, very siloed, right? So you have like a sales department that don't necessarily talk to the marketing department, that doesn't talk to the service department, and you have a financial system and so on. So in most organizations, it's, it's almost impossible to kind of get an accurate view of the entire customer journey, or what we call a 360 view of the customer. Because you have piecemeal information, some information in, in maybe a, a sales system, a CRM system, other information in a marketing system, uh, a third piece of information in a customer support system and so on. So to actually kind of then work to optimize the entire customer journey becomes almost impossible because it's, you can't just put the pieces of the puzzle together. So recognizing that that's one of the core uh, ways of, of building your business in a digital world to kind of you know make the entire customer journey as smooth as possible from the very kind of first interaction to a, a long-term high-value customer, then you need to build a system that really caters uh, towards that, right? Yeah. And thirdly, uh, I would say it's you have to try to figure out what's your what's your main aim. And what I mean with that is um, you want to optimize the system while kind of shortening the time to market. So you you want to you want to optimize the time to completion uh, as well as maximize the outcome of, of the digital platform or the system you're trying to build. Uh, and sometimes there is uh, a, or almost always there is a, a conflict between those two. I mean, you can, you can always build a highly tailored system that, that caters all your you know, different stakeholders, all your different employees, and, and the, your, your current way of working, the way you think you're going to work. But that's typically going to cost more and take much longer time to do that. So you have to consider if it's, can I compromise on some of those things? Maybe change my way of working, uh, change the way how the organization works to some degree, and and rather go for a um, all-in-one platform that maybe only meets you know, 75 or 80% of your wished-for requirements. But it's typically something that is uh, it requires less investment, 
and is much quicker to implement because it's it's a coherent system where you don't spend most of your time trying to custom build things. Uh, rather, you, you then adapt your way of working for what that platform can do. Yeah. So according to your experience working with companies trying to help to, to build and find and identify this one digital platform, who at the company's site should be involved in such a project? And I mean, this this is, is uh, a difficult question to answer because it, it works a little bit differently in different companies. But I think one of the most important things is for, for the senior uh, executive team, or at least someone uh, representing the senior executive team, need to be kind of sponsor or, or um, involved heavily in this process and recognizing that it's about the overall company or business success for most organizations. Uh, what you don't want to happen is to kind of just um, designate uh, it to an IT person uh, alone. I think IT needs to be involved, sales needs to be involved, marketing, service, uh, and general kind of executive uh, uh, board level um, champion. Because at the end of the day, that is about creating the coherent system. Otherwise, it tends to be you create, again, a sales system or a marketing system or an IT system that isn't necessarily uh, catering for that overall success that you're aiming for. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier that because of these siloed departments, it's uh, this has uh, like resulted in the jigsaw puzzle. And now you're trying to find one solution where each department have their specific needs or routines or working with it how do you overcome the conflict of interest between these uh, departments or or according to you is there like when you work with it do you identify conflict well i i quite often there is in, in the sense that that since you haven't historically maybe looked at it holistically it's a bit counterintuitive but but Going for the best of breed approach is usually not the best way of doing this, meaning that, and that's where the conflict arises, right? So if I'm from sales, I want the, the best of breed sales solution. And if I'm from marketing, I want the best of breed marketing solution. And if I'm uh, within the customer support team, I want the best of breed uh, you know, support systems. Uh, and that on, on, you know, on paper looks logical, right? You should supply the organization with the best of breed solutions and they should all excel. But the problem is then that you end up with these um, systems that aren't really connected and doesn't talk to each other. So on a higher level, you can't get this overview, this 360 customer view that, that we talked about previously. And you end up spending a lot of, of resources, time and money on trying to get these different systems to work together. Whereas if everyone compromised a little bit, say you get a, a, a good sales system, uh, you get a, a great marketing automation system and a, a, a decent service system, whatever it might be, but they all work together and we as a company work together to create the ultimate customer journey and we get all the analytics, we get the full view and we can, we can amend things uh, across the board. That's typically much more valuable in the long term for organizations than saying that an individual has what they believe is the best system for them. So it's typically better to kind of change the way of working and change the organization a little bit to get a coherent system than, than going for the best of breed approach. Yeah. And you mentioned a 360 degree view of the customers. Could you just briefly explain what that could look like? 
Well, so it, it's about being able to kind of get all the information for the full customer journey. So meaning that you can kind of see from the very first interaction, this is where uh, the, the customer or at that point the prospect came from, what kind of content they consume, how they interacted uh, with our different touch points as a company, who they interacted with, what they think is good if we do surveys. Uh, nurturing them and, and see how they become customers, uh, what they have bought from us, if they've interacted with the service department, uh, what they think about that, and, and uh, if they give reviews and so on. Right? So what you get then is kind of the full, full view of the customer. And what that lends itself to is much higher level of personalization. So if you get kind of the full view of the customer in terms of all these different touch points, you can uh, you have much more accurate data on the customer, and then you can personalize your communication on a much higher level. So uh, interacting with the customer at the right time, uh, recognizing what they need, and so on. And you also create a much more consistent experience because otherwise, typically, you could have like a great marketing experience, which, which doesn't really resonate then when the customer gets in touch with sales or. You have great sales experience, but once you become a customer, your, your service department or the experience of the service doesn't really meet those uh, level of expectations. And thirdly, by doing this, you get much more analytics and insights, right? So, so you can, by, by kind of having the complete picture of a customer, you can create much more accurate segments, uh, behavior models, um, and ultimately that will help you become much more relevant towards both your customers and your prospects. And it also lends itself to more things like, uh, you know, doing predictive forecasts, seeing that prospects that are behaving this way typically want this kind of, of interaction or this information, or customers that have been, you know, customer for this period of time might need now this uh, service component or this upgrade or, or things like that. By having that full kind of view, and, and a more coherent data model, you, you can do much more interesting things from a, a kind of forecasting and predictive level as well. Yeah. Good. So finally, what could you share some learnings that uh, you have from uh, previous projects working with helping companies implementing digital platform? Yeah, I, I think one of the, the biggest learning is it's this, it, it tends to be the case that most companies go for kind of trying to build this best of breed thing, right? So you think about what's the best sales tool, what's the best marketing tool and so on. And you, it's, I mean, that's the way we've done things for, for the last 30 years almost, right? So, so it's not um, a big surprise that that's the case. But it's also once you kind of start talking to what it is you're really trying to accomplish and understand, understand and recognizing that uh, it might be better to, you know, have everything uh, in one platform, have everything in Salesforce or everything in HubSpot or one of these kind of all-in-one platforms that really are, are putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, so that's typically a, a, a mind change that needs to happen in most organizations. The other thing I would say is that you really need all these different uh, people on board. So if you're trying to do something purely from a you know, marketing perspective or purely from an IT perspective, you tend to miss um, the bigger pieces of the puzzles. So it is really about trying to, to, to get that understanding from sales, marketing, services, those typically are the big three uh, pillars in most organizations, right? 
and and kind of understand what's how does that work together with the overall idea of trying to create the best possible customer experience. So starting with a customer experience approach rather than starting from an organizational approach is is usually the biggest key to success. With those words, I think we are done with this episode. Thank you very much, Martin. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it on Spotify, SoundCloud, or you can subscribe to it on Zuma.se. Thank you very much and bye-bye.